In this podcast, we wanted to talk about the Estate Agency X live events. What's the point of them? What's in it for you as an estate agent? And where has it come from? What have we, what's happened in the past at these events? So Rob, um, before we get into how Estate Agency X came about, what's your experience with Estate Agency X? What's the first one that you went to and what is it that you've liked about them in the past? So I missed the first one I think you did. Um, and at the time, obviously I was an agent so like it's a whole different experience. So I saw the video clips you had within that, and I was I was I was gutted. I didn't I missed just out doing it as we started to form off somewhat form our relationship. And then the next one we had was when we were at Soho. Was it Soho? We did one in Soho, yeah. Yeah, the Soho one, and that was when we had that that cin- little cinema space, wasn't it? Quirky little event type, wasn't it? But I saw the background of like all the stuff we had, you know, the, the iceberg foam things that we had ordered. Um, so I actually saw from a, from a, from a back end, like what it takes to actually physically get something like that in place. Yeah. And, uh, so at that event, if I remember rightly, I think Mike Symes spoke there. Mike Symes, uh, Andrew Priestley, Daniel Priestley. Yeah. So to um, give people just a, a background, Mike was the former, marketing director for the Bank of New York Financial. Mm. So he would have spoken around the brand, I guess, yeah, it was really at good. that event. Um, Daniel Priestley, one of the top entrepreneurs in the in the country, spoke there around marketing, would it have been? Marketing data? Uh, his, I think his one was talking around the trends of, um, yeah, it was around the particular trends that are coming in like he does. For business. Uh, for business. Um, that and was then, really good. And then uh, Andrew Priestley spoke around Sows, I think, yeah. didn't he? How sows actually works, where people have been getting it wrong for twenty years. Yeah, and actually, his experience in working in real estate in Australia. Yeah. And how long that, like that, how. It, I think it was how he got it wrong for so many years until yeah. he got it started to get it right. So, like, there's a lot of events for estate agents. Mm. Uh, there's not a shortage of them, and people spend a lot of money having to travel to the events, go to the event, come away from the event. Mm. What What would you say? If someone was saying to you like, oh yeah, but why should I bother with a state agency X? What would you say was different about it? Both from the point of view of when you were an agent and from, you know, just from your experience of looking at it from this side. I'll be honest on this one. So I've been to events as an agent and they're either award events. So you're having to buy a ridiculous amount of money for a ticket. Obviously have to be a part of the awards itself as well. And then there's a particular set of like supplier stands that you almost come into like the arena and try and <laughs> navigate. Be, navigate being sold to. And you come away with a load of random stuff. And half of that probably falls on the train on the way back because you're that, that drunk. But, um, and then I've been to other events where it's been like networking events or just events in general. And again, that's, I always felt like it was a bit more of a, um, there was a, an element of some sales thing that's going to happen behind it. Um, so what I enjoyed about seeing the back end of a student sex, but from all the clients that have come through, and actually we've seen a lot of people who bring it up from when they have come clients have come to our events, is in, they've always felt like, I mean, from you, from your part, I've always seen that you've always tried to bring in and do something a little bit different that gets people to think a little bit different. And that's why I think Iceberg ex- exists anyway. But a lot of clients I've noticed have come to our events and gone, 
do you know what, I was either thinking about that, but I couldn't work out what that was. So there was something that I was trying to break through and that event really helped me through it. Or I was in that mindset and then I came to the event and felt like I was at home. Um, and, and obviously since then, we've had multiple different events I've been a part of and we've had such an array of different people in it with so many different ways of thinking. And sometimes you can come to those events and one speaker isn't, isn't right for someone, but then someone else will seek and say, else and they've found so much value from it. And I like the vibe of it. It's always been personable. Like, it's not like it's in a massive great room or hall where you've got different suppliers and all that sort of side and you've got multiple different chairs and you've just got someone standing on stage. I've always felt like the Estancia CX was more about bringing in like a proper intimate discussion about particular topics. Yeah, that makes sense. So when, like, two, was it 2018? 2018 was when we started it, yeah. Um, really with like the, the, the X in Estancia CX, not many people uh, know why it's there. It's, they just sort of think like it's just a kind of cool name, if you like. But mm. the, the X stands for 10 times, like 10 times better. That was the principle of when we when we started Estate Agency X. Um, my journey had been one whereby I was lucky enough to go to various different uh, events that I felt changed the course of my business life. Mm. And I looked at the events that were taking place in Estate Agency and thought to myself, well, as you say, they're all they're all good in their own right but they all seem to follow this similar format whereby uh, we're going to do an event and we're going to get a load of suppliers in that people have to talk to and we'll pay for sponsorship and so on and so forth. And then and they all seem to follow that format. I wanted to do an event that was good just because of the event. Mm. Um, so there's no gauntlet of suppliers that you have to walk through. We don't sell a sponsorship slots or anything like that. Um, in, and it was just about trying to bring in some people from outside of the industry that could perhaps shine a different light on the way things might work. Mm. Because at the time, I felt like all of the advice being given was almost like, if you do these five steps, then you'll become a great estate agent. And so everybody should do these five <laughs> steps. Yeah. And it was like, well, if surely if everybody does these five steps, then we're all back where we started. Yeah. And a lot of the advice that I had been given uh, that I felt changed my life was more, you, you're you going to have to figure it out, mm. but here's how you do it. Mm. And everybody will come up with a, their own solution of what they think is brilliant. So I tried to bring some of those people in. We mentioned some of them at the beginning around brand and marketing and business. They're not, they didn't have anything to sell. Mm. You know, we just pay these people that are, uh, you know, they, they speak regularly at international events to come in and do their talk and leave people with some value. Um, and that's always worked well. With this, with this year's event, I mean, slowly it's grown over the years, like 2018 was just, you know, 30 or 40 people in a room. Mm. And now we regularly sell out big, you know, screen one cinemas. Mm. Um, but with this year's event, what I wanted to try to do was try to we've always spoken about what's coming in the future mm. um you know we mentioned daniel Priestley at the start he's a futurist he likes to look five years ahead ten years ahead and it's really interesting to listen to but often you can end up thinking to yourself like wow that is crazy anyway i'm going back to real life now <laughs> yeah um 
and but now we've actually reached a point whereby the future has arrived. Mm. Some of the things that we've been speaking about for the last five or six years, they're happening now. Um, everyone's all jumped on the whole chat uh, GPT. It, this system can write its own blogs like it arrived yesterday. Mm. You know, it's been here for two, three years. It's been getting refined and no one's paid any attention to it. And now that it's here and actually replaced writing blogs, people are like, whoa, that just came overnight. Yeah. And all the rest of the technology is happening as well. In a state agency now, you, there are agents using technology that other agents wouldn't even dream is possible. Mm. Stuff that is showing them where their next listings are, where their next viewings are, do, doing the work of three members of staff. And so this event, I wanted to get it back to reality and bring in actual agents There's no that have got no ulterior motive they're not trying to sell you anything. There's nothing in it for them at all. Mm. So there's no reason you can think, oh, well, Mark would say that, you know, he's got a software to sell or Mark, you know, he's got an ulterior motive or this is just one of his mates on stage. We've got people from different walks of different sized uh, estate agencies, a 10 branch estate agency whereby they do more sales than their three closest competitors combined. Mm. Uh, we've got a small estate agency that is generating more leads than you can ever imagine while they sleep. A guy that used to run one of the most successful independents in the southeast who left and within two years has got 22 branches. Um, all, all these different estate agents that can just talk about their own experiences, what's happened, how they've combined technology with the way that estate agency works. Mm. Uh, we'll have open panel discussions where agents can press them on certain matters if they want. And so Estate Agency X is really, yes, I will do a talk and I will talk to people about what the future, what comes next in the future, what happens with artificial intelligence, where estate agency is going. We'll go on that brilliant and quite terrifying ride into like what might happen. Um, but I also want some substance in this one. Yeah. I don't want it to just be like, so this is what's going to come, you better wake up. It's here now. I mean, you, you, <laughs> like previously, what's always been enjoyable is where you've, we've had the guest speaker on and then you've related it back. But like you said, I think where we're now starting to see some of that technology and some of that, not even just technology, development of how people are, how processes are being changed, that everyone's mindset is moving towards these sort of things. You don't necessarily, like, we've now got people who can actually talk real life experiences, not like before you were saying, this might physically happen, but now it's actually happening. I mean, if we, let's, look at, let's look at some of the guests. We've got like, obviously you're coming on, we've got Clint. Let's have, let's have a conversation around Clint. Right? Yeah. Clint, Clint's a great one. I mean, we, you, you came across Clint way before me, but I remember being just as I started Iceberg, and you said, right, we're gonna go up to this event up in rugby, I think it was, and we were gonna sit around that room of people and they'll, we're trying to work out stuff and we presented like originally it was the original platform we had um, whilst we're building life cycle. I remember having Clint and having those discussions with him about his military days and like how he was working for it was like fine country, wasn't it? And mm. how successful he was within that. Um, and it's really interesting I found with Clint because like from my side watching his story, he's gone from that fine country to setting up his own brand. And then 
Clint was never was never really in technology. I don't think he he always had that mindset of that traditional stance. I think he worked for Connells originally. And we've had those conversations and the technology side. I think um, Clint probably won't mind me saying this. Like it wasn't a something in his armor that he knew about, but then. He just in the last couple of years, you've, we've started to see that transition. I've seen with Clint, where he's gone from all of a sudden not doing that, and then the new way of thinking, and actually exploring it, and then going into some specialities that combines his traditional stance with also stuff that he's learned. Yeah, me and Clint had a, a, a few different conversations before he took on the technology when he was working as an independent agent, and just sort of thinking, well, yeah, I, I like all that, but you know, I don't really need it. I'm just doing it on the cheap. I, I don't want to build the biggest estate agency in the world. I, I'm not sure I need it. To him, his mindset completely flipping over to, yeah, but this will give you that. Yeah. You can build either the biggest estate agency in the world or you can do it part-time. This will do it for you. Yeah. And, then, and then the more we got into it, I had conversations with him around the fact that not many agents have really figured out Google yet. Mm. You know, Facebook ads, yeah, everyone's all over it. It's quite easy to do, but Google's a little bit more complicated. And Clint went off and basically became qualified. He's now a full-on Google partner. Um, and in the last eight to nine months, has generated over 13,000 leads for just eight, eight estate agency mm. brands. He's like the hottest property in a estate agency at the moment. Um, he's getting people leads for £1.77, vendor seller leads while they sleep. Mm. Um, I mean, if you take out the technology and the Google and all of that from it and just had a room full of estate agents and said, who in here would like seller leads for £1.77 when they sleep? Everyone would put their hands up. Yeah. Um, so obviously Clint can't work for everybody. As I say, he's oversubscribed. He is, as to my knowledge, pretty much the hottest property in a state agency at the moment. He's going to come on, on stage and just talk about it. He can talk about it from both sides. Mm. He, he is an estate agent, yeah. has been an estate agent and knows that world. He's done all of the traditional side of prospecting and, and this isn't about not doing the traditional prospecting. This is about what's possible if you use the right technology. Yeah. So he, he's going to be there and he's going to talk to agents about his journey and sh again, show some actual tangible evidence of what happens when you do it a certain way. Yeah, I think it'd be a great one for anyone out there who maybe is in that traditional methods, wants to explore it, but a bit unsure. I've been, the amount of people I've coached over the last few years, I've, I'd like to do it, but just, just a bit of rabbit in the headlights, I don't know what to do, everything seems really complicated. And I know the value that probably Clint will give you is from a, the terminology of like, you'd actually be, be more relatable in the certainty terms and or ease of that, rather than being bamboozled by yeah. Some specialists coming in who like will talk to you in such a foreign language, you walk away thinking, Yeah, that's sounding really cool, but I don't even know. Yeah, fuck, fuck doing that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. So we've got Clint. Um Matt Giggs. Matt Giggs is a really interesting one as well. Yeah, Matt's really interesting. It's funny because um, you know, Matt is obviously quite a famous figure inside our industry. Mm. He talks at lots of events. Uh he's got I would say probably one of the most admired small independent brands in the country. Um, as I say, lots of agents pay lots of money to get coaching from Matt on how he's managed to be so successful. And mine and Matt's paths first started to cross on, on the actual speaking circuit. Uh, people would bring me in to talk about technology 
and then they bring Matt in to talk about people mm. and the people side of business and you know how how that works. Um, and I think from talking to Matt, he he used to feel a bit like you know Mark's a nice guy, but we're at opposite ends of the spectrum here. Mm. You know he's he wants to replace everybody with computers, and I think that the, it's a it's a people based business. Um, and Matt, will, Matt has now implemented some of the, our technology into his business and it's been in there for a good period of time now whereby he's actually able to now see, actually he uses the technology to be a better people business. Mm. They haven't become a less, you know, they haven't become less uh, kind of human, they've become more human. Mm. And so Matt's going to talk about his experience with that, how they did it, how they implemented it, how they use it. Again, real tangible evidence from somebody that this isn't just a one of Mark's mates he's pulled in. Mm. You know, this guy is one of the most respected estate agents in the country. And on that basis, you can put him right up there with one of the most respected estate agents in the world. And he's going to talk about how they use this technology to improve their business. Mm. Um, so I think that'll be a really interesting talk as well. And having worked with the, the various different big companies within the Geese Group, it's really good because obviously Matt has other business owners within those and it was really interesting from a coaching perspective seeing that journey with everyone's different different points and actually how you can see from a leadership perspective how that was controlled within proper way of doing it. Yeah. Like it wasn't like Matt having to drag everyone through it. He had certain people in place that then created the ease of that, and like you said, yeah. Even when we started within that process, that you could see the team starting to go. I'm, I'm really into people, and the concerns of it. And as they start to move down that now, and they start to, you start to see that actually they've seen it as an enhancement. So yeah, it's really that'd be a really good one. Yeah, especially with that blend of the two. Yeah, and then Nicola Bruman. Yeah, so Nicola, obviously one of the one of the again most kind of. Uh, well-known faces in the industry in terms of recruitment and getting the right people for your team, mm. and that is another big part of a of the change that's hitting our world, not just a state agency. Um, job roles, you know, job roles that existed even five years ago don't exist anymore. If you've got computers that can write blogs for you, if you've got computers that can create videos for you, you've got computers that can draw art for you. Yeah, what? What are the roles that are needed for people, and how do you how do you find the right people for your company with the right culture, and convert the existing generation that you've got working for you over to the kind of mindset and culture that they're going to need to thrive in the next ten years, as opposed to the last ten years? Yeah, definitely. Because having followed a lot of Nicola's stuff on LinkedIn, like. Obviously, she sold up a business to a, one of the largest, I think, recruitment companies in the in the UK, and is now head of that space around the property sector. So, you, I, if anyone hasn't followed on LinkedIn, do because she's in various different meetings with senior people of different places. So she's got, a, and and I think the Double Smith Group did this massive study around culture and what people want within the within their workplace environments. So that's going to be a really good one because it's not just going to be about Recruitment, like you said, when we looked at the back at the beginning of like why we even set up a state in CX, you I mean it's not like we brought Nicola in to go, right, I'm a recruitment person, I'm going to sell you 
how to do recruitment. No. Nicola specifically was like, I don't really want to talk about that. I want to, really want to dig down into like culture and organisations and stuff. So that'd be a brilliant one. Yeah. And then we've got an awesome one, which is like a panel discussion. So Steve Beercock. Yeah. Man, that's that, amazing. Yeah. One. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I sometimes people say, um, "Well, this is going to be difficult for us to implement uh, this this level of change into our company." You know, we've got I don't know. 10 members of staff or 15 members of staff or two branches or three branches, you know, they're a 10 branch organization. And as I say, they've now reached the stage, they've managed to make the change from a uh, organizational point of view. So that'll be interesting if people have got questions around that. But using technology, they are, they're doing, as I, as I said at the beginning, they're doing more business than their three closest competitors combined. Mm. It's just, mind-blowing mm. um, and the way that they're using technology to do it and everything about it, it just should just be a, a great person to talk to and a great person for the for the audience to be able to ask questions to yeah because i think from like a leader's perspective you can see this journey steve's gone on that'd be a great one for the panel people to ask about what you need to really do as a leader to try and lead a large workforce into transitional change because you know, we see it regularly, like most of the, the buck starts with the leadership and making sure the leaders lead their team. So it'd be a great one for the uh, panel to see. And also on that point, I think it's a great one to look at as well, because if, you're, if you've managed to get a company to be so successful that you've got 10 offices turning over millions of pounds, why bother changing? Yeah, yeah. Why bother? I mean, like it's working. Yeah. And so it, I think that'll be a really interesting conversation. So Jenna Noonan? Yeah, Gemma again, like, you know, huge amount of respect for Gemma. She is the MD at the Gigs Group. So whilst we spoke about Matt talking about, you know, the change that they made with the people, uh, Gemma is more around the operational side of things. Again, how they've got, at the time when they implemented Lifecycle, five different brands, mm. uh, all operating slightly differently, all being sort of funneled into this new software and the challenges that that brings. And they just, they made that transition possibly as smooth as anybody that I've ever seen do it. Yeah. Um, and, and now they're just flying on it. Like, you know, maybe there was a little bit of, you know, like when you, if you're driving a sports car, uh, you press the accelerator and it uses all the petrol to get up to 60 mile an hour and then it just coasts along at 60 mile an hour without using any fuel. Yeah. I kind of feel like, yeah. you know, that's what Gemma did at the gigs group. They put in that, Petrol to start with, and they just they just fly along at the top level and, of it. Now. And and from what even more I noticed on that part, like I never really never really communicated with Gemma. Like you could see that the empowerment came within the individuals that she was working with, rather than again her having to drag people through that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, great great one to talk on there about, especially from an operator's point. If you're an operator in a business and you're trying to get some value and understand that, and maybe understand it more of an experience based on like, I want to take this to the next level, or someone who's been put in that position. Yeah, get like, this to work. Yeah, get just sort it out. You're, <laughs> you're now operator of this. You're going to sort it all out. Should be a great one to uh, ask questions at. And then we've got Ian, Ian Mabeth. Yeah, again, a very famous uh, kind of figure in a state agency. Um, Ian was managing director at a very successful uh, agent uh, over in uh, kind of just outside West, West London going out into the home counties um, and 
he, he was managing director there, got to see how they built that business, left to, to left that business and set up on his own mm. to set up Avocado and basically just set light to the estate agency rule book. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm sure there must have been a lot of people out there in the beginning laughing at him. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, the, the last time I looked, they had around about 20 uh, branches, Avocado branches, they had just it's just it's just on they're just on a different planet i would i would go as far as to say that ian is potentially uh the most next generation estate agent that exists yeah um and and you can take i'd be happy to put him up against anyone in any country on that mm. uh you know with that title uh, there are no there are not there's not a lot that goes on that probably took place in the in the estate agency that he used to run mm. And as I say, I think there would have been a lot of people in the beginning going, oh yeah, well that's all right when you want to work from your bedroom. But uh, he's just he's just taken it to a whole nother, whole nother level. And I think talking to him and with people being able to ask him questions will be really interesting for a lot of the people in the audience. Yeah, especially like boldness of a brand that, you know, we see it a lot of the time, lack of identity, like Ian's captured that within that recruitment from his partner agents, the type of people, he's got those systems and types of profile in place that he makes sure make sure that they're still a, a culture within it, despite being partner models. And also I see a lot of like the development of how he helps develop his partners out there and how they grow as an organization. Yeah. Um, especially like, you know, having a, even a podcast studio in his office, like how many agents you think, right, do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm like, this space here, we're going to just build a podcast studio yeah. and just chat random stuff to it. Absolutely. And, um, and, and again, like, you know, Estate Agency X is about the future of Estate Agency. So, you know, we make no apology for the fact that we're talking around technology. And, and it's not a uh, an either or. That doesn't mean you have to give up all of the things that you know and you mm. think work in Estate Agency. That's fine. Just keep doing them. But this is specific, uh, categoric evidence. Mm. <laughs> of people doing certain things and you will be just blown away by the results. It's it, it, There's no two ways about it. Mm. Like I said at the beginning, it's not a, well, he says that because, you know, he's got a software or, I don't know, Dan Daniel Priestley said that because, you know, he likes to dream about the future or this is happening now. It's not stuff whereby, oh yeah, they run a few Facebook ads or they run a few Google ads. Now this is this is on a whole different level. Mm. These people's technology will just it will just blow your mind at a stage where we've still got most of the industry working from technology that doesn't even work on a on a mobile or a Mac or you know if that's not letting off alarm bells for you already. Mm. When at the same time you've got software that's writing blogs for people, then you know you, it's a, it's one day all right, it's going to cost you a few hundred quid and you've got to get to London. It's one day out of your life. Mm. And like these people that, that you're going to hear from, it might it might just change your entire life. Yeah, because actually quite interesting. I was listening on the way up here to, to, to the studio here and they were talking about change. And uh, it's quite interesting. They were just saying that most people only change in that when they hit complete rock bottom. And that's when change is has to happen. Not 
until then you're like, oh, I'd like to change. But then one year, two year, three year, four year, until it slaps in your face. And then you're like, oh my God. And then you're in survival mode. So, you know, coming to the events, sitting on the outside of it, but still with my industry hat on, you sit there and it just sometimes spurs you to think a little bit differently or, because I think, like you said, it's great if you, you have, you know, traditional ways of doing stuff. But sometimes if you stick to only that route, you can't really have conflict with people saying maybe about digital side to it because they've done either side to it. So coming to like an event like this, the future of a state agency with the title of that is getting you to think, okay, right now, short term, this stuff is working great for me, but what could I start to develop strategies and think, think in the ways differently around maybe what's going to happen in like two years, three years, five years down the line? Because, you know, two years ago, we were COVID and how quickly that's gone. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, my role at the event is to talk around that stuff and I'll I'll be able to tell you what's going to happen in two or three years down the line. And like I say, it's a exciting and terrifying <laughs> ride. Like, and if you don't think it's possible, go back, watch some of the Estate and CX videos from 2018, 2019. Like, we already spoke about all this stuff. Yeah. Um, it's enjoyable to us. We That's where we live our life mm. in the in that, uh, in near future. So... Um, as I say, I think if you're an estate agent, um, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you spend a few hundred quid and go to that event? Um, it doesn't make any sense to me, but not everybody will, and that's fine. If everybody did, again, like the advice that was coming out before Estate Agency X, then we'd all be in the same boat, right? But there's, I don't know, 150 seats in the, in the theatre. Yeah. Be one of the 150. Yeah. What you've got to lose. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in terms of getting tickets for this event, or if you're listening to this podcast and this event has already taken place, we do reg we do regular Estate Agency X live events. Yeah. Um, we at the moment we always put them on Eventbrite, so you can go on Eventbrite and just search for Estate Agency X, and you know you'll find the tickets on there. Um, or you were saying that you you're going to put the the link in the in the podcast notes. Podcast notes. And then in the future, we've got a certain CX shortly being released as a, as, a, as, a, as a whole program and platform. So we'll always have the updates in there as well. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for listening to this podcast. My name's Mark Burgess. Estate CX is a community of learning, inspiration and accountability, all about the future of a state agency as we move through the 2020s.